Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is 10 myths of real estate investing. These things seem to never go away. I've been in this business for 20 years and I still hear them all the time. Well, we need to get rid of them. We need to clear these up so that you can be more successful. So in no particular order, here we go. Myth number one is the good old days. As if the past was so much better for real estate investing than it is today. I hear people all the time refer to the past with such nostalgia, like it was the glory days. So if you believe that the good old days is where all the good deals were had, and that now there's not really much opportunity, the only thing passing you by are good deals. Because yes, things are different than they were in the old days. But you know what? I was there then. They weren't that good. I would argue they're a lot better now. We have access to technology to be able to get to sellers more efficiently than ever before. We have access to more data. We can make decisions faster. And of course, right now, if we look at the last couple of years, our inventory levels are at all-time lows. So we have huge demand, multiple offer situations like we've never seen before. Times are great. Don't look upon the good old days as when that's when all the deals are had and that's when all the investors made all their money. There's a lot of people making a fortune right now. Myth number two, what you see is what you get. Meaning what you can easily see in the marketplace that are foreclosures, that are listed, those are auctions, those are properties for sale, those are statistics. What you can easily see in the general marketplace is what you're going to get as far as properties that you could purchase as an investor. That is a huge myth because the reality is in real estate investing, investors buy their best deals off market. So we have a mantra in our organization that we're not looking for houses, we're looking for humans. We're not searching for properties, we're trying to connect with sellers. And ideally they're motivated, but whether they're motivated or not, we're trying to connect with a seller. We're not searching for a house or a property. We're not looking for a foreclosure or, or something that needs fix-up or something that doesn't need fix-up. Something that has a lot of bedrooms or less bedrooms. We're looking for sellers. We're trying to seek out the actual human who owns the property beyond simply the property itself. And that's because we're trying to get away from what you can see. The best deals are the deals you can't see. The vast majorities I've done over my career, I have found where the neighbors are shocked I bought the property so cheap right from underneath their eyes. It was their next door neighbor's house and they'd want to buy it for 20 years and I went in, connected with the seller before they did and I was able to buy the property at a great price and they couldn't believe it. And they knew of course I bought it because they'd see my, let's say my rehab crew there, they'd see the dumpster out in front of the driveway. So the idea is what you can see is not what you can get in real estate investing. Real estate investing is what other people can't see. It's the off-market deals. That's where all the opportunity is. And that's both now and back in the good old days. It's always, at all times, the best deals are had off-market. Myth number three. Have you ever heard the phrase, it's who you know? No. In real estate investing, it's what you know. It's what you know, not who you know. Networking is not where all the opportunities are had. That's because, remember, it's not what you see, it's what you don't see. It's the off-market deals. And the best off-market deals are done by you discovering them, not by you networking for them. Because if you network for them, you're missing the bigger picture here. Great deals, people don't give away. They keep them for themselves. 
So for those of you that think they find a lot of deals through networking, you find the secondhand deals. The best deals were already had before you ever knew about them, and they handed over the crappy ones over to you, and you thought you had something good going. It's about what you know, how to find great deals, how to find great deals in different market cycles, how to do great deals. It's about what you know, not who you know. And for those of you who don't know anyone in your marketplace, great. It doesn't hurt you at all. You could drop me off anywhere in the United States. I don't need to know a single human being in the marketplace, and I can dominate that market in a couple of months. Absolutely dominate it, making a fortune in real estate investing. It's not who you know, it's what you know. In fact, I put together a video a long time ago on the subject of real estate investor club or real estate investor associations where I describe what is uh, the value of those and what is the drawbacks of those. And so that is oftentimes a controversial subject, the idea that I'm telling people not to network, not to go out of their way to meet a bunch of different people. But I've discovered that you actually are more successful if you stick to your knitting and focus on doing real estate investing and stop trying to socialize. Myth number four, my area is bad. So often when I connect with people, they assume that right where they are is a bad place to do real estate. But somewhere else, the grass is greener. I'm here to tell you that there are diamonds in your own backyard. You'll find that many of the best deals you'll ever do in real estate investing are very, very close to home. Now, I understand that each area is a little different. They're, they have their strengths and they have their weaknesses. So if you're in an area like Honolulu, you're in parts of California, and your average price point is really, really high, okay, well, then you may have a different scenario than someone that is in, uh, let's say, Topeka, Kansas, and the average sales price is a lot lower. However, you're going to make more money in California. The bigger the deal, the more money you make. If you're in Topeka, you have to do more deals to make the same amount of profit of one deal in California. So there are strengths, there are weaknesses, but where you are right now is a great place to invest in real estate. Bloom where you're planted. Myth number five is that it's bad timing right now. Bad timing because things going on in your life or, or bad timing because what's going on with the current events. Right? We're coming out of this pandemic and we got this war going on and all this terrible stuff going on. and It's just, it's bad timing. I gave my apprentices a market update the other day. It went like this. Rates are up and the stock market's down. You'll probably get mugged if you go downtown. That song, it was written in the 80s. You know what? There's always going to be problems. And this is nothing new. I've got news for you. The one thing we learn from history is we don't learn from history. We've been doing this to ourselves for eons. So there's always going to be problems, both at, at, at home and abroad. There's always going to be challenges. But you know what? It's not bad timing to be in real estate investing. The only bad timing is to not get moving, to not either get started or be more productive than you are right now. So instead of worrying about all that nonsense, it's all a myth. Get started or get more productive right now. Timing is perfect. It's not bad. It's perfect. Myth number six, not enough time. So this was your response to my number five. The reason why it's bad timing is because you don't have enough time in your life right now. Well, real estate investing is one of the very few activities where you can do it extremely part-time and be highly successful. I have a video on that explaining the principles behind that. So not enough time is not correct. Whatever amount of time you have is the right amount of time for you to get started. In fact, what I have discovered is those that have too much time end up being highly ineffective because what happens is 
It does take time if you're first getting started to build up, to ramp up, to having more and more productive activities. Whereas if you're part-time, the pressure's off, you just use the time you have to be productive for those deals. But as soon as you've got more time, now you start twiddling your thumbs and wasting a bunch of time doing uh, highly ineffective actions such as studying your business cards, driving to look at houses before you talk to the seller, and on and on and on. So I think that less time is very helpful for real estate investors. In fact, I have some apprentices that have graduated, I mean they've made over a half million dollars with me, and they've gone on to make millions, and they still do real estate part-time, and they keep their full-time profession. So don't think that you don't have enough time. You definitely have enough time, whatever amount of time you have. Myth number seven. You must be a licensed real estate agent to be a real estate investor. What? Can you believe this myth still exists? I mean, this is still very common. And I don't know where it comes from. Let's just, a quick thought experiment. Let's say, for example, that the only people who could buy a home to live in, the only people who could do that were those that had a license. How many homeowners would we have in America? Okay, the same amount of agents, right? 1.8 million. Instead, we have hundreds of millions of homeowners. How can that be? How can you just buy a home without a license? Because you can. You have the right to buy real estate and you have the right to sell what you own. So yes, you, you can be a very successful real estate investor. Many of my apprentices, most of my apprentices don't have a real estate license and they're highly, highly successful. No, you don't need a license. But you say, but Phil, wait a minute. What if I live in Illinois? Okay. Look, the Illinois legislature, thanks to the uh, Association of Realtors, slid in a law during COVID that did pass, which is now a law that says that you can't buy more than one property per 12 months without a real estate license. It's completely unconstitutional. It's idiotic. If it gets challenged in court, it'll get thrown out. But okay, so if you're in Illinois, all right, maybe this isn't a myth. But for everybody else, no, you don't need to be licensed. I do have a video on the benefits of being a licensed agent if you're invested in real estate, but that's really for people that are full-time and want to supplement their income. And that's typically the only benefit of being a licensed agent. Outside of that, no, you can be an incredibly successful real estate investor the rest of your life and never get a real estate license. Myth number eight is that you need good credit. I actually have put together a video on five ways to buy houses with bad credit. There's plenty of ways to be a real estate investor if you have bad credit. Where this comes from, by the way, is this concept of what you see is what you get. If you look at the majority of the traditional side of real estate investing, mortgage brokers only have that one little box. And that box is those set of rules that an underwriter gives for what kind of loans somebody can get. And so they think in terms of that is real estate. Real estate is whatever loans you can get. And sometimes there are different loan products. They have this thing called subprime loans. So some people with lower credit scores can get a loan, but still there are rules. Whereas all those rules get thrown out the window. The whole thing gets changed when we start talking about not deals you can see, but the off-market deals. The deals you can work directly with the seller. The deals you can structure. And you don't always have to close on a property. You don't always have to need to get a loan to begin with. Sometimes you can sell a property while you're simply under contract. So good credit is not at all what's necessary to be a successful real estate investor. Now, as you get better and better and better, if you are able to build your credit, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing to have good credit. You know, that allows you to get some long-term fixed rate loans if you want to own rental property. 
And so there certainly are benefits, but don't feel like if you have bad credit, you can't be a highly successful real estate investor. I have worked with plenty of people over the years who had bad credit and, and when they started with me, and we made a lot of money together. And then later, they had better credit, and of course, they then began to use it. Myth number nine is you need a lot of money to be in real estate investing. Well, this also primarily comes from the same paradigm as the good credit talk, this box that a mortgage broker is going to tell you that, oh, if you want an investor loan, well, you're going to need to put 20 or 25% down. Well, there's so much more to the subject because real estate is not like a lot of other items you might buy and sell. Real estate is something you can control with a contract, and that contract can sometimes be executed without any money. And so a lot of money can be made with no money. For those of you who don't know my personal story, when I got started, I was homeless. I know it's been a long time. I was homeless living out of my truck. I did my first few deals in that situation. I didn't have any money. So money is not the prerequisite for successful real estate investing. Now, if you have money, you do have more options on what you might be able to do, the different angles you might be able to take on a deal, but you have a new responsibility, and that is you better know exactly what you're doing. Because if you don't know what to do, then you could lose that money. Whereas someone who doesn't have very much money, they're restricted on the different techniques they can apply, and so it actually protects them. It's kind of a cocoon against some real downside problems. So yes, money can be helpful, but if you're starting with very little or none, well then that's where you get started. Bloom where you're planted. If you want to learn more about all the techniques you can apply with without having to use any money, I have an amazing training course. It's free. It's like 25 hours of trainings on creative real estate investing and flipping houses. And even when you have money, you're going to discover oftentimes you don't need to use it. It's one of those things where you just keep compiling your money and then you use it ever so often to buy a long-term rental as opposed to feel like you need a lot of money to do a lot of the uh, short-term investing techniques. So it is absolutely a myth that you need a lot of money to be a real estate investor. Myth number 10 is that real estate investing is simple. I mean, how hard can it be, right? You buy a house cheap, that needs a lot of work, get some contractors in there, you put it back on the market, the market's hot, low inventory, you get a multiple offer situation, you make a bunch of money and you go do it all over again. What is there to it, right? Well, it turns out real estate investing is deceptively complicated. It looks simple on the surface, but underneath it all, there's so many different problems you can run into. In fact, I wrote a book, Real Estate Investing Gone Bad, where I share 21 different examples of things that go terribly wrong that many people would never think of. They're not intuitive. It's not common sense. There are a lot of landmines. There's a lot of things that can trip you up in real estate investing. I don't talk about how simple or how easy it is. It is complicated. You do have to do things right. You do have to know what to do. So that means you've got to be careful who you take advice from. All right, so let's go back through this list one more time. The myths are, number one, it's not the good old days. I was in the good old days. They weren't that good. Number two, what you see is not what you get. The best deals are off market. It's not who you know. It's what you know. But you got to make sure you take advice from the right people. That your area is not bad. There are strengths. There are weaknesses. But the grass is not greener. It is not bad timing in your life. It's not bad timing in the world. There's always problems. There's always issues you're going to be dealing with. The time to get started or to be more productive is right now. 
not enough time. You can be very successful part-time. Whatever time you have is enough. No, you don't have to be licensed. Well, I guess unless you're in Illinois, but hopefully that law will go away soon. Um, no, uh, you don't need good credit. If you're focusing on deals that are off-market, you don't have to be in the conventional box, the conventional mindset. And that's the same for money. There's so many different ways to make money with real estate, even if you're starting with very little or no money. Now, eventually, if you have more money, you'll have more options. But hey, you also have more responsibility. You got to make sure you don't lose that money. And of course, number 10, it's not simple. It's deceptively complicated. You got to know what you're doing if you're going to be successful.